Ijewai. Good evening. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'll be sharing short weekly dance stories with you during the Irish winter months between Samhain and Imbolc to make those long winter nights a bit less long for you. You will find a new story every Sunday night at 9pm Irish time. I hope you're cosy and warm where you are. Now sit back, settle in and enjoy the story. Episode 13 The Holy Well I meant to record this outside by the water for you, but logistically it wasn't possible. The reason I meant to do that was because the story I have for you tonight takes place at a very special holy well somewhere in County Clare. Details of the exact location and everything are of course known to me, but talking with the people involved, we decided it might be best not to reveal too much about the actual location and also just to respect the privacy of the people involved. But the story was still so special that I felt like asking if it was okay to share and my lovely friend Patsy gave me the green light. So I'll be taking you back to the year 2018 somewhere in County Clare in the west of Ireland in a very rural place. My friend Patsy had told me that there was going to be a celebration by the Holy Well and that I was invited. I took my lovely friend Dina from Indonesia with me and we both ventured out to the countryside somewhere in County Clare. The celebration was a holy celebration on August 28th, which is the name day of St. Augustine, or also Augustine of Hippo, as he's sometimes also called. He was a saint originally from the north of Africa and of Berber origin. And the 28th of August was the day that he died in the year 430, which was then also made his saint day. There are a lot of lovely stories attached to his name and to the things that he did and he wrote down. He was also a philosopher. So perhaps you've heard or read about him before. It's certainly worth a look into. And reading through the stories online, I realized that some of them were told to me several times by different people here in Ireland. So it's well worth a look. So Patsy can trace this holy well back to the year 1824. He can't find anything on the records further back to it, but he was certainly there before that as well. It used to be a pagan place of worship, he told me. And then when Christianity swept over the country, they started to allocate Christian saints and Christian celebrations to pagan celebrations as well, so that the people would keep worshipping in the same places. So that's what happened then with that well. And the reason it was called St. Augustine's Well was because there was a really old church nearby that used to be run by Augustians, hence they named it after St. Augustine. Patsy told me of two wells in County Clare. There's another one also located not too far away from there. So both wells would be located 
not too far from Ennis in County Clare. But it was only in the recent years that Patsy started to do a small celebration open to people from the area. Because the well is accessible, you can go down there and do your own celebration. But the main one would be on August 28th. And I remember how he told me that I should go dance at a celebration. I should do a little step there for the people. And I tried to explain to him that I was very self-conscious and that I wasn't feeling very comfortable with doing like, you know, channel steps or something. I've had a bit of a traumatic experience a few years ago, which made me keep enjoying channels very much in classes and for myself at home. But I've not danced it publicly since, really. And I tried to explain the situation to him a bit, but he would have none of it, you know. And it was quite comical because I remember it was pouring down that day. It was really lashing and it was raining cats and dogs. And we were all soaked and trying to huddle underneath umbrellas and stuff. And there was Patsy carrying a piece of board around. And I kind of tried to ignore it and tried, you know, not to really worry too much about it. But everybody gathered then around the well and it was quite a big crowd, but maybe like... Oh, I'm very bad guessing numbers, but perhaps maybe 30 people or something. There were young people there. There were elderly people, families. Everybody was mixed and everybody mingled. And it was really, really a unique feeling in the air, you know. And there was the well there, beautifully decorated. There was a candle that tried to light and little figurines and little tokens that people brought to the well for their other celebrations. And we all stood in a circle in the rain around that well. And there were beautiful, beautiful contributions being done that particular afternoon, you know. There was one man, I remember, his story really moved me because he was, I think, in his 60s or 70s. And he said that he went back to university after the passing of his wife and went on to do a master degree, I think in Irish history or Irish folklore or something. But he did that, you know, and it was just so inspiring to see him go after an interest that was close to him, that he enjoyed. And he shared a few stories there, a few facts as well. There were three sisters, I think two of them were sisters at least, and I don't know, I don't know if the third one was a friend. But they were playing tunes, beautiful tunes. It was a girl on the concertina, I think a girl on the whistle and a girl on the fiddle. And they were playing for us. They were playing a good few tunes, you know, amongst the other contributions, you know. So there were songs being sung there, stories being told, tunes being played. And it was a nice mix, you know, and everybody just listened. Everybody sat there underneath their umbrella or with their raincoats on and just listened and enjoyed it you know it was very very moving and then Dina was asked to contribute with a song and Dina just finished her master degree in ritual chanting she's got the most beautiful clear voice a voice like an angel really and she shared this song with us and I remember being it dead quiet you could just really just hear the rain and her voice and this beautiful song out there in the nature around that well it was a holy song that i don't remember the lyrics but it was a spiritual song and it was just so incredible everybody was really enchanted and i think that might be the thing that impacted the most that day 
the people you know kept talking about it afterwards and everybody came up to her and told her how beautiful that was it was really 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 an incredible contribution that she offered there which made it even more special you know because it was a celebration and more stories were being shared then and more tunes shared and a poem someone read a poem a really beautiful poem and the next thing Patsy came over and placed that board on the floor in front of me and it's just like you're dancing now and I felt so embarrassed you know but do you know there's one of those moments where there's just no turning back because everybody looks at you expectantly and you can't there's just no way to chicken out of there anymore you can't go hide like in a pub you can't like pretend oh you're going now or you can't you know it's just happening and you just have to go through it. And I was so embarrassed and I felt really, really panicky kind of, you know. And I looked over to the girls and they looked at me, there were teenage girls playing. And they asked me, what would you like? And then I said to them, well, play a reel. And they started playing and kind of made signs to me, asking me if that speed was all right and was good. You know, I asked them not too fast, not too slow. And I just started doing steps. I really don't really remember what exactly I was doing. And most of the time I was looking down at my feet, at my wellies. You know, I was wearing my wellies, my colorful pink polka dotted wellies. And I was dancing there on that muddy board in the rain. And it was just so surreal, you know. But every time I looked back up to the girls playing, they were looking at me and I found myself actually really enjoying it you know it was good it was a lovely tune it was a lovely pace I felt I was handling it all right and they were just so encouraging you know and there was no judgment there no bad feeling anywhere and I ended up enjoying it so much that I made signs for them to continue with a second tune and I kept improvising and doing steps and dancing there in the rain next to St. Augustine's well <laughs> in County Clare somewhere. And I finished a step and it, to me it felt like it felt like a piece of myself maybe had been healed because of that experience, you know, because of that positive experience I then had with Shano's dancing in the public. And I was just so grateful for those girls. They were so talented and they were not just, you know, egoistically playing for themselves and you were a dancer and you were doing whatever next to it. But they were really looking at you. It was really a working together in that moment, which made it even more special, you know. And I was delighted in any way when it was done. And Patsy, of course, was very happy that I had done it. And he didn't know, he didn't know anything about the inner torment that was going on inside of me, you know. But I just remember, you know, the whole celebration, the whole looking back funny side of it. <laughs> Us standing together, huddled in the rain, celebrating, listening to stories, you know, freezing. Anybody else would have thought, oh, I can't be bothered, you know, and left. But this was just something that brought us all together and made us part of something very unique that particular afternoon. And as I was talking to Patsy on the phone there the other day, he said, oh, what a pity that nobody took a picture or there's no footage of that, you know, or of anything. But we kept talking about it and we realized and we said, no, but listen, actually, it's nice 
that there was no footage of it, you know. It was a pure moment. It wasn't one of those moments where, you know, everybody takes out their cell phone and starts recording into your face or recording everything, which sometimes can be a bit of a bother. So perhaps because it was raining, nobody was recording anything. But because nothing is recorded on a visual basis or something, you know, maybe that's making it even more special because that moment is anchored in our hearts, in the hearts of the people who were there, who were present. And I think that might make it even more special. And I hope that by sharing this story, maybe it will anchor in someone else's heart perhaps as well. And as the celebration was finished then, there was one piece that was recorded, but that was after the celebration. We walked back up and then on the crossroad. I don't know how that happened and I don't know who was playing. Someone took out a whistle and started playing a reel. But I don't really remember how that all of a sudden we found ourselves dancing in the crossroad, a half set. We were dancing the half set of the plane, I think it was. So Patsy and me were dancing and another couple were dancing. And we were dancing up there, you know, in the crossroad and in the mud together, having a ball. And there's a piece of footage there from that moment. But just the whole thing, you know, was so, so different, you know, so, so very special, so very out of the moment, you know, that I'll certainly remember it. And it's a memory I keep very close to my heart, for sure. And, you know, sometimes I start thinking perhaps more things happen for a reason, you know, just everything that led to that event. My friend from Indonesia still being in Ireland, so she could go and experience that and see that and share her gorgeous contribution of a song with us, you know, with people who might never have heard something like that before. People like that man that went back into university, sharing his story, perhaps not only touching me, but also touching different people there. All the different musicians there, you know, there was a flute player, there were the girls playing there. All of that, you know, that there's just some beauty in the fact of how things work out in life sometimes, and of certain events taking place that bring some people together for something that will stay with them for as long as possible. So I'm very, very grateful for Patsy for inviting me there and I'd like to dedicate this episode to him and to everything he's offered me and everything that he's taught me and inspired me. Thank you so, so much for this all, Patsy. I truly appreciate every single bit of it. You have been listening to an episode of Ihewai, a storytelling podcast by Skielta Dosa. I hope you've enjoyed this evening's story. 
Feel free to pass it on to anyone you think might enjoy this or be happy about a bit of entertainment now during the winter months. If you wish to support my projects, you may send a wee donation to paypal.me slash I always appreciate every cent. The music you hear is Fairy Garden by Chris Collins and you can find it on IndieMusicBox.com I will see you again next Sunday. Have a lovely night and a good start into the next week tomorrow. Ichiwai. <laughs>